Today's podcast is sponsored by Squiggles Biscuits, New Zealand's finest export. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Though talking of Kiwi exports, today I chat to friend and former colleague Izzy. And in this episode, we discuss the impact on adult life of being an only child, panic attacks and some breathing exercises, and how Izzy found moving over to the UK from New Zealand and some of the differences between the two countries. So grab a coffee, which is another contentious topic in this conversation, and enjoy. Hello, Izzy. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. You've Good. brought along a lovely bag with you. <laughs> I have. I've got my jazzy party bag with me. <laughs> it's a party bag. It is a party bag. I thought we were going to have a nice, wholesome <laughs> chat, and you've rocked up. <laughs> yeah, <Left> bottles of gin, <laughs> saying "Get this over with." I've got a session to get to. Yeah, really. This yeah. is my pregame before yeah. print work. So here we are. Um, do you want to give a little introduction? Sure. Name, where you're from, mm-hmm. and what's a better chocolate, Cadbury's or Whitakers? Oof. Wow, really coming in with the hard questions there. Um, so my name's Izzy, or full name Isabeau, because I feel like as I'm getting older, I should really grow into my full name. Um, yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> funny enough, I think 40 is my cutoff. Yeah, I'm going to transition Howard. back from Howie to Howie. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Don't actually have too many years left. <laughs> <laughs> You're really screwing up. Re- rebrand it, ha- yeah. Howard and Friends. Howard and Friends. <laughs> wear a little knitted jumper yeah. <laughs> um and by the accent you might be able to pick it up but i'm from the really the really shit ear accent. grinding <laughs> yeah. annoying accent <laughs> yeah uh new zealand so um i guess whereabouts in new zealand um auckland is where i came from uh, moving over but um mum and dad live in hawks bay a place called napier lovely place mm. i went yeah, that's right, you did. I don't know if I mentioned, but I've yeah. been <laughs> Yeah, I've only heard that once or twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even picked up a New Zealand girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know. There go, enough. Um, oh, and chocolate. Right. Yeah, that's the big yeah, question. That that's the, that's big... the one that everyone's interested in. Yeah, uh, Whitaker's, yeah. Just yeah, not even yeah. any debate. Yeah, can't, like, no flinch. Why? They don't have Whitaker's in the UK. No, you, you can get it in some obscure places for, like, £12. Okay. For a block of chocolate. But you get Cadbury's in New yeah, Zealand? Yeah, but our Cadbury's for some reason is worse. Oh. I think it's like something to do with the the recipe or the quality of the ingredients. Right. I mean, you know, we are the other side of the world. We can't get everything like this. Are there Kiwi shops in London? You know how they've got those South African shops? I, th- I don't know if they have... or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they have specifically Kiwi shops, but there's like... You know those world confectionery type shops that you can get? I think there's one in um, Shepherd's Bush. There's oh, like yeah. a, you can definitely get like Tim Tams and a few other things. And I think I've seen Whitaker's chocolate in there. The big question, can you get squiggles? That oh, is, no, that exactly. is your <laughs> single biggest export. In, yeah. Or single best export, I should say. Yeah. Including Amy. <laughs> <laughs> including Amy. Um, um, they're unbelievable. They, oh, need yeah. to, they need to make an appearance in the mm. UK. Yeah. They're like a... How, so this biscuit, mm. it's kind of like a chocolate biscuit, but mm. crunchy flavoured. Yeah. As in like, what is it? Hokey pokey. Hokey pokey. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a raspberry one, but nah. No, nah, no definitely nah, nah. not. Don't waste your time with that, no. 
um yeah kind of caramelly as well like i feel like it's mm. got like a couple of different oh the vibe. layer mm, gotcha. yeah it's good yeah. stuff i do actually have a friend coming over in march i'll see if i can get you a packet bro. next month okay yeah. can i put my can i put <laughs> my order in <laughs> my order i'll just be like oh janelle can you bring up um 12 packets of squiggles please um how does the uh before we before we get into mm. it staying on the new zealand chat how does mm. coffee compare how do you find the coffee compares you know what it's definitely gotten a lot better so i okay. just for context um for those listeners mm. listening in today um yeah the thousands <laughs> um i moved to london the first time when i was 23 um and i have just moved back last year for the second time have definitely noticed that the caliber of coffee has gone up um don't know if there's more kiwis over here or <laughs> what's happened but um yeah definitely noticed like a lot more cafes around that are doing better coffee because you guys pride yourselves mm. on your coffee best yeah. coffee in the world oh well that's like when you get into i think the debate with the australians you know like Ooh. it's like saying well we we obviously did make the pavlova but um and the and marmite is that a debate or they have Vegemite, we have Marmite. Oh, right, yeah. okay. So not um, a debate. No. Controversially, I actually prefer Vegemite, though. Mm. Probably shouldn't have said that. But. No. You're going <laughs> to be cast out of <laughs> <Yeah>. your New <laughs> Zealand community. <laughs> just deleted off the Kiwis in London chat. Yeah. <laughs> they were looking for an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <like>, finally. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's good. This, this coffee in particular, it's quite nice. Yeah, shout out to where we got it. Bouquets and Beans. Mm. It's a very wholesome pop-up mm. Um coffee place just outside my flat uh where they sell yeah bouquets flowers and coffee yeah and everyone there is a total legend so Absolutely massive shout out to them um podcast mm. is all around mental health mm-hmm. well-being and all that yeah. good stuff oh yeah and i suppose a bit of context we know each other because we used to work together yes, it's probably worth saying yeah i've not just bumped into like a random person <laughs> on the street um and i remember you said something to me uh that kind of resonated and actually made me think oh yeah this person's despite what i previously thought <laughs> this person's pretty sound now <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to say sad. No, yeah. Sad and oh, no, sad. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. um, you said something along the lines of, uh, I think we were having um, some sort of thrilling chat about <laughs> evening plans. Um, and I think I think I, I noticed that. Or I, I, I was like, you, have, you seem to have a lot of plans. And you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah I need to be busy. Otherwise, I get a little bit sad. <laughs> And I know that you were obviously kind of joking, tongue in yeah. cheek, but it felt like there was a little bit of seriousness <laughs> Some truth um, behind it. laced in there. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think especially in, I suppose, a professional environment mm. where it's quite competitive and maybe people are reluctant to show any signs of apparent weakness, I thought... Um, what an, what, an, what an honest thing to say. What a weak girl. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, she's not going to last very long. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was the thinking or the rationale behind that? Do you care to elaborate? Care to elaborate. Sure. Um, I think there's probably a few 
we probably don't have time to unpack everything mm. behind it. Um, <laughs> You're like, I've got places to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this might turn into a full-blown therapy <laughs> session, but um, I think part of it, it probably goes back to the fact that I'm an only child. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some sort of connection there. Um, I think they do call it the lonely only. Mm. Um, and I have like a weird thing in my mind where like I'm quite fine spending time on my own but it has to be when I want to spend time on my own so if there's a weekend that rolls around for example and everyone's busy and I have no plans I get sad because I'm like Mm. everyone's too busy to hang out with me like here I am on my own like whereas if I have a weekend where I'm like I just don't want to see anyone I want to go for a walk and Mm. you know read a book or whatever I'm fine I'm happy like I love it but yeah, it's kind of like a fine balance, I think. Something I'm trying to get a lot better at as well is like sort of not forced alone time, but spending time looking after myself and not always being too busy. Because I think the flip side of having a plan and loving type plans is sometimes I have too many plans and then I get burnt out and I realise I've not spent any time just like watching a movie or reading a book or going mm. for a walk by myself and... Yeah, I feel like that's probably not 100% answered your question. No, it's, 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 I find it's such an interesting and difficult on balance, mm. uh, ongoing balance to get. That yeah. kind of, you need to, I think everyone knows that during lockdown, right? The importance of having social interaction yeah. and plans. But as you say, sometimes you just need a bit of time for yourself. And what's difficult mm. is that you don't always know when that's going to be. So, for yeah. example, obviously, um, I was saying like Amy's away this weekend. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what? Friday night, just chilling by myself might be mm. quite nice. And then it happened. I was like, mm. <laughs> not a vibe. Where is everyone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm kind of lonely. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you get into a little bit of a pit of despair. Mm. <laughs> um, that's an interesting point, though. I've not actually heard the term lonely only. Mm. So that's something that you genuinely think has had quite an impact on your, I suppose, adult life. I th- Maybe... Maybe less so now. I think sometimes it comes through in different ways. Um, it could also be tied to the fact that I moved out of home at 16. Like, I've always kind of, mm. I think, been wildly... Well, maybe not wildly, but, like, quite independent, I think, sometimes almost to my own detriment. Um, but I definitely, yeah, as a kid, like, always wanted a sibling. Like, was quite gutted that I didn't have a sibling. Um <laughs> If there's any consolation, they're not great. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> better off without them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, like I say, I think there's probably a lot more to unpack there that one day mm. I should probably pay someone some good money to really work through. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think it probably is a thing. Like, I think you kind of spend a lot of time with adults and you, and it largely probably comes down to you have your only children that are probably a bit more spoiled brats and, you know, than your only children that I think you maybe have to, like, grow up a bit quicker because you're put into adult situations a lot more than you would be if you were a younger sibling, for example, because you'd probably be looked after or maybe even an older sibling because you'd be looking after a younger sibling or hanging out with a younger sibling, for example. Um, But, yeah, I think it's... I don't know really, like, enough of the... I guess research or mm. terminology and um, yeah. so on behind it, but I've yeah I've definitely heard of being 
coined. Um, did did you find um, did that being like an an only child? What I hear um, quite often from people who are only children is that they sometimes maybe struggle to socialize a bit more because they're not they haven't had that grounding in I suppose you know playing with other children mm. and that manifests itself in adult life. That doesn't strike me as something that you've just in terms of how I know you sociable person but is that been something that you've struggled with or not really I don't think so I no. think maybe maybe because I was always so hungry to have a sibling or to have someone mm. to hang out with if anything I was like I remember always calling people to you know like being like are you free like like for play dates and things when you're younger and that and you can start organizing your own like hangouts and that mm. like I was always very keen to be like hanging out with friends and doing things like yeah keeping busy and mm. um yeah it's interesting isn't it how that's mm. almost quite similar then all yeah. these years later <laughs> yeah yeah actually. um you said there that you should someday pay someone a lot of money <laughs> to uh unpack this is yeah. therapy something you would consider yeah I've definitely um I've over the years I've done um I guess like more so phone counseling you know how you get mm. sometimes um workplaces will provide free sessions and things like that. Um, I went through a couple of sessions. Um, actually, one one was post-lockdown and sort of work-related. I think I just started to develop a bit of anxiety and um, to the point that I was actually having some panic attacks and things. So I oh, sure. did go through some... Unfortunately, back then, because of all the lockdowns and things like that, they were all via the phone. Um, and then pick them back up again when I went through my long-term breakup just to kind of, I think, I think everyone should go if I, at some point, even if you don't really, I mean, if you're the world's happiest person, you're probably fine, but I think everyone should go and speak to someone because it's someone that's unbiased. It's someone that's trained. It's someone that can give you coping mechanisms Mm. or even help you restructure your thoughts, um, I like a lot of it that like things that I learned was turning irrational thoughts into rational thoughts. And, you know, you, as soon as you can start doing that, you can start breaking down what, what it is that's making you feel sad or angry or frustrated mm-hmm. and turn it around and actually look at it and be like, that's actually being made up more in my mind than yeah. it is anything else. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, highly recommend, um, I, yeah, I have a lot of friends that have, or, they're currently going to mm. therapists or counsellors or and I think yeah I think it's very valuable for a lot of people found it useful mm. um did you so why did you kind of stop it then was it just like a financial thing um it was just... it was probably more circumstantial um I think I probably had gotten to the point the last time was um after my long-term relationship um we broke mm. up I kind of got to the point where my sessions, they sort of said, look, you're probably at a point now where right. you could, you've progressed enough that we think we've given you enough of the, um, um, tools. tools yeah, yeah, exactly. To sort of work through it, the rest of it yourself. And, um, and these were just ones that were given through work. So I think you got kind okay. of like three phone sessions and then they tacked on a couple extra if you needed them. Um, and then I guess, a couple of like probably a couple months after that I moved over here and it's all kind of been mm. a bit go 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 it's definitely something that's like on my list to like yeah you know organize find something um start prioritizing a bit more just to 
you know, there's not anything that's like weighing down on me, but I think just to help me have a, you know, better quality of life overall, really. And so have you found that has helped offset the panic attacks that you were having? Yeah, um, the, oh, that was, that was quite a few years ago now. Um, that was, yeah, it was, I think a lot of, there was a lot of work stress. Like it was just like a, mm. like a horribly busy time. Um, I think in advertising, a lot of people expected that lockdowns and things would have actually made the industry quieter. And for some reason it just went like absolutely crazy yeah. and people were constantly working around the clock and, I think the nature of working from home, you didn't really have anything else to do. So, you you know, if your emails went off at like 8 or 9 p.m., it was just like, oh, well, you know, you kind of could send an email knowing that everyone probably had their laptop next to them. Yeah. And I think the work ethic got pretty bad at some points. Um, and then I think going back to work, like being back in the office then full time after that was quite, um, yeah, it was quite a shock to the system. And then it was quite intense and it was probably, there was probably some other factors like the relationship at the time, maybe, maybe that fed into it and maybe some other things that were going on, um, probably all just boiled up a bit and, um, they weren't frequent. I think it was like, I probably had like less than five kind of thing, but like, how did they manifest? Like what was the, like, suppose the symptoms, how did you feel? Um, it was just, uh, it's tricky to kind of remember back. One yeah. that I can remember clearly, we, um, my boyfriend and I at the time were out on a walk. Um, it must have been a weekend or something, and I don't know whether I um, was just starting to overthink something and just getting, um, basically getting myself in a bit of a tiz, whether it was mm. work-related or something else. And I, um, massive overthinker and a bit of a, like, future warrior as mm. well. So, like always worrying about things that are going to come up and trying to pre-tackle them mm. um, rather than sort of just being in the present and then waiting until it comes up. Yeah, um, easier said than done though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it was just like, I would just start breathing quicker and then it mm. would just, you know, I'd start um, hyperventilating a little bit. Mm. Um, sometimes crying, sometimes not. And it was, luckily I was with... Um, Nick on that walk and he was able to kind of like talk me through it and like just you know tell me to slow my breath down and that kind of thing but yeah it was definitely like it's definitely not a nice thing to go through and I'm definitely glad that that part of my life is Mm. over (laughs) (laughs) the panic attacks on the boyfriend (laughs) oh no Um, um have you have you ever done like breathing type exercises um well funny you should say that actually I um a couple of, I mean, it's very early days, like a couple of days into, um, I've downloaded that balance app. Um, I saw that they had like a, they're doing like an offer for first year for free. Mm. Um, and they do like a foundations, like meditation plan. So I'm trying to like, um, every morning do like a three minute sort of meditation. And then, um, and that's obviously a lot of breath work. Um, I interestingly actually did a sleep one last night and I think I fell asleep before the 10 minutes were up. Yeah. So, I don't know whether I was just zonked or... <laughs> was that just reading one of my blogs? Yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Listening to one of these podcasts. Um, have you ever heard of James Nestor and his book, Breath? No, I haven't. Very, very good. Mm. Very, very good. Um, I can actually lend it to you. It's sat over there. Um, 
loads of exercises uh, that are super effective and really calming. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so highly recommend. Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, and then post-lockdown, you moved over to the UK. What yeah. do you find are the big differences between New Zealand and the UK in terms of professionally, personally, yeah. culturally, all the lees? All the lees. Um Let's start with professionally. I think um, there is, I mean, everything. Well, overall, all of these things, life in the UK is just so much bigger, faster, more intense. Um, like I think if you bear in mind that New Zealand is the same size, basically, as the UK, but we have 5 million people mm. and probably like 20 million sheep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a very quiet like, when you look at the pace of life, like, Auckland and the bigger cities still are fast, and yeah. but they're fast on a smaller scale. And you think of bigger, like, if we're talking advertising profession, you've got still bigger agencies, but nothing to the size of agencies over here or even the fact that, like, you've got, like... Um, global agencies that still have like offices within New Zealand for example but like I came from a when I started at special group in Auckland we I think roughly 35 people for a fully integrated agency um which is quite small obviously yeah yeah exactly at VCCP there was like what over a thousand yeah something like that yeah um yeah so it was that was a very sort of different pace um I think I went from working on a handful of clients um, of all different sizes and needs and then coming over here and um, we obviously worked on O2 together. Um, and as you say, like the team, the team on O2 was, what, was 30 people roughly? Just from a client yeah. services point yeah, of view. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. um, Let alone planning, exactly. production, creative, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, which in itself is like un- probably unheard of in mm. New Zealand. Like I don't even think you would have an entire, um, I mean, special group was obviously smaller in size and we were maybe close to 100 by the time I left, but I think we had about 15 account service people max, you know, and it was yeah. like um, to have 30 just account service people was like quite, that's quite a lot. Um, yeah. So it was definitely, I think, overwhelming. Um, mm. I was, I would say that the actual pace of the work I mean, and again, it would change client to client. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't say that I had to work all that much harder yeah. than I had to in New Zealand. I don't know whether that was just a capacity thing or whatnot, but... Um, the laziness. Thing. The laziness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then on top of that, you've got all the um, the legal side of things over here and advertising is, like, getting my head around it still now. It's yeah. wild. Like, and you don't have that in New Zealand. You can just say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah, on TV. Yeah, it's whatever. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we don't... We have something called TV cab approval, which um, you still obviously have to get approvals to go on air. Mm. Um, but it's more it's more relaxed in the term of, of like... Um, we. I worked on one client and we had a campaign where I think we wanted to... Um, this isn't this definitely isn't the example, but I think we wanted to say something like un unfuck your finances, for example. Um but we wanted to like beep out fuck so that it wasn't beep out finances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Just unfuck it, Karen. <laughs> 
Um, and, you know, we were all like umming and ahhing about whether mm. we, like, if you beeped it out or if you had a, a bus drive past or something and it, like, you couldn't. And so we took that to TV Cab and they were like, yeah, that won't get past. But yeah. it was just like an email, like, hey, yeah. how's it going? Like, what do you think about this? And then being like, yeah, no, basically. Yeah. Um, even like our ASA, so like our advertising standards over they're like so much more lax like you <laughs> don't have any standards yeah, you like all this stuff about like the whole time for legals mm. on like a tv ad like that's just you like we would reduce ours down to like terms and conditions apply and then yeah. make it like the smallest readable font size and position it in like the bottom corner yeah. for like two seconds at the end of the ad for anyone who doesn't work in advertising the whole legal regulation mm-hmm. side of it is a I'd say a challenge, mm. but yeah, total ball ache. Yeah. Um, so much back and forth in terms of mm. what you can, can't say, what you need to caveat. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what about culturally? New Zealand culturally. and London? Well, I think this is probably a bit of a funny one because I weirdly almost probably have, well, not more friends, but like I've come over and I've mm. now got like, a group of like 30 Kiwi friends or more mm. that all hang out together and it's probably, I probably seem or socialise more with Kiwis than anyone else in yeah. my, in my week. Um, like I even work with a Kiwi friend from back home. So it's <laughs> like, there's like, wherever I go, there's a Kiwi person. I live in a flat full of Kiwis. Yeah. I, going out tonight with some Kiwis, I'm sure half of Printworks is probably full of Kiwis. Like, no wonder you get a little sad. <laughs> yeah, can't get away from them. <laughs> um, I think also the fact that, um, so my mum's British and my dad's German, mm. so we've always kind of had a bit more of a European culture at home, I'd say, probably more so than New Zealand culture, um, which I think has definitely helped with moving over here. Like I would, the first time I moved over, it was definitely a bit of a, maybe slight culture shock just but I think that would be again down to the size of everything yeah. and just the pace and I was also very busyness and intensity yeah, yeah. um but yeah, yeah that was one thing I noticed when I was there uh, traveling around New Zealand yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just chill just chill so nice um so yeah culturally like I mean it's of, like the beauty of London specifically is it's such a melting pot mm. and like you know even like cuisines or you know and you go down any street and you can have like 10 different cuisines you know it's like yes you're so um like widely like yeah i guess cultures from around the world are so wildly uh widely accessible over here um and then also just the rest of europe is like on your doorstep like it's pretty amazing in that sort of sense and like the travel you can do and you can just like if you know like you were saying amy's in barcelona for the weekend like no big deal yeah amazing Right, just can jet off. It's so yeah. nice. Um, what's your go-to food place then in London? Ooh, I mean, pasta is definitely my favourite food. So I'm definitely mm. like making yeah. my my way through the pasta places. Um, what's the top of that list? I need a good pasta ooh. place. Um, oh, that's a tricky question, actually. Um, Bancone is like a like a classic. Like I think you can always get something good at Bancone. Um, the one in um, Soho is quite nice as well, quite big. So if you probably can get a walk in quite easily there. 
Yeah. Um, I actually went to, I think, I think you say Notchy. It's in Angel. I think it's newer, but um, I actually went there a couple of weeks ago and the food was really nice. Yeah. Notchy. Yeah, in O. You didn't have too much um, certainty <laughs> in how you pronounce that. Well, like, I, I said Notchy and then someone else said Nocky, but I. N O T. N O C I. N O C I. Yeah, Notchy. I don't yeah. know. Because Nocky, it would be like. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, but anyway, that place is nice. Um, trying to think if there's anywhere else that I, I mean, basically anywhere, like you know, like anywhere, anywhere, anywhere that does, yeah. Um, I've got uh, there's a few on my list. There's the um, La Mamma Mia chain, and I think they bring in like nonnas from Italy, and they actually change um their menus frequently to different regions, which I think um would be quite an amazing experience, and I'm sure great food. Yeah. But today it's not about food. No. It's about getting that gin down you yeah. and heading to Printworks. Yeah. Yeah. Early start, your pals are in Weather Spoons at the moment. Yes, yeah. One is already, I'm assuming, a couple of drinks deep. I'm not sure about <laughs> the other two. Um, but yeah, uh, doors close at five, so it's kind of a... And then it finishes at 11, which is quite nice. Yeah. So, you know, get home and be in bed at 1 p.m. 1 a.m. Well, we'll be in the next <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> Depending how the day goes. <laughs> um, anything else? On the cultural front? On the any front? On the any front. No, I think that's basically London. The London life. Yeah. Do you reckon, what do you reckon? Back to New Zealand one day or like in Europe? Oh. Yeah, I mean... It's a funny one, isn't it? I think it's... And I'd say when you're in your, like, late 20s, early 30s, it's that kind of point where you're like... It's a, mm. it's a bit tricky to think about sometimes because I guess a lot of people back at home are, like, getting married, settling down. Um, yes. Yeah, like, that next sort of chapter in life where, like, it's not a no for me or from me I suppose it might could be a no for me <laughs> I mean, that's out of my control um, but uh, yeah I just I, I, don't, I know exactly what New Zealand has at the moment mm. and I don't really see it having anything exciting for me for the next couple of years at least like I would say on the cards it, I'd probably be surprised if I went home before three to five years Right. I would say I probably would move home eventually um Largely because of mum and dad are there and like, because I don't have any, we don't have any other family in New Zealand. So just that kind of support network and, you know, just I'm not looking after them. They're not, um, they're not like old and decrepit, but, um, they're, you know, they're definitely starting to get older and it's just nice to know that like, you know, I could be closer, I suppose. Um, whether that is maybe you know that I've kind of been toying with the idea maybe the next place is Australia for okay for a little bit um to get your veggie mites to get my <laughs> veggie mite yeah perfect um but yeah it's all very like I think because they've done the opposite moving to New Zealand mm. they can't really like they would never put any pressure on me to like move home to like settle down or anything they're quite that settling down thing and seeing friends mm. doing exactly that do you feel any sort of pressure about that do you how what's your relationship with I suppose yeah kind of around our age I think it's it's difficult right when you're in a big city yeah you're 
it's very different to if you were mm. in a smaller place. People tend to do things, I don't mm. know, like five, ten years earlier. Yeah. But it's just natural to almost compare yourself yeah. to your peers and social media mm. friends. How do you feel about that whole thing? I think I'm quite, I'm quite lucky in the fact that um, a lot of the friends that have moved over here with me are similar age. Um, I've got quite a, a big network of um, female friends, actually, that are all single, all in their early 30s, all moved over here. Just want to... Oh, hear that, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit me up. My number is... <laughs> um, and I think it's just quite nice. Like, you know, we're all on the same page. We're trying to get that step further in our careers and mm. we're trying to see more of the world and just sort of enjoy life as it is and have a good time. Whereas, not that you couldn't do that back home and my single female friends back home and single male friends back home are definitely still, like, going out and mm. travelling and doing that sort of thing. But I think they are probably more in the mindset of, saving for a house at least um and probably looking out for you know a future partner or that sort of thing um not to say that myself and my friends over here aren't looking for relationships and that but it's I wouldn't say it's like a priority Mm. um which is also nice because it's you know like when you've got friends and you know that they just really really want to be with someone they just really want to have a family and they really want to like all those things and you're just a bit like if you really want it that bad, it's also yeah. doesn't, yeah, it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you almost, um, yeah, push it away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's also like the people that are back home that are moving into that phase now that like, I think that's what they want and that's what they're ready for. And then I think those of us that aren't there, that's not what we want right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I've been quite lucky in that sense that I've got quite a good group of like-minded people over here yeah that's good mm. and those people settling down wouldn't be able to head to Primworks on no, a Saturday afternoon no you can't so. take a baby to Primworks <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> talking of which mm. shall we wrap it up yeah so you can get that gin out <laughs> get that gin out for Give sure your snazzy bag um, thank you very much for coming on no worries anytime I'll bring squiggles next time <laughs> yes 12 packets from your pal <laughs> well, yeah. coming, around, uh, coming over next month Cool, all right, thank you, and catch you guys later. See you later.